Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us all over the place, most or most of the places. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, Omni, TennyToTheFan.com. Social media, Beers on Us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. And then our personal pages, at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter is me. I do not have a personal Instagram page. Patrick is at PDD085 on Instagram. He does have a Twitter, but he never uses it, so don't follow him there. What's Twitter? It's for my job. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's for my job. I don't have a job, so I don't do that. Uh, you have a job for two more days, <laughs> Two sir. more days, two more days. <laughs> yes, if you want to go say hi to Patrick at Breakside Slabtown before he leaves, you said... The Saturday, Saturday and the Sunday. 2nd. Oh, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. The Sunday, I'll be donning the Breakside tracksuit with the velvet hat. Is that a thing? For one last time. Yeah, I've got the only one in existence. Oh, really? Yep, yep. The, my wonderful friends at Brewery Branding made that for me. <laughs> so the 3rd and the 4th of October is uh, the last time you can see Patrick at Slabtown. So go say hi if you'd like. Um, or hopefully in the future when we can go to Timbers games, you'll yes. definitely see me there. Yes, or when Patrick gets in uh, the next place he's going, you can yeah. go say hi there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. We don't really have a plan for today. We just kind of have beer in front of us. Yeah, yeah. And because we have a plan for next week and we're very excited about it, we were kind of like, you want to just like go drink some beer? Yeah. And because we've been really, you know, we did the fresh hops and we've been doing the beer of the week tasting and mm -hmm. we've had really kind of determined set weeks. And this week we're just kind of like, we got three beers in front of us. We got a special beer in the fridge. You want to just drink? I'm down. And Patrick's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm let's, down. Let's just drink. It's been a, it's been a wild and crazy couple of months. For both of us, uh, personally yeah. and professionally, yeah, yeah, and um, it's uh, let's just have some beers and chat, huh? Yeah, it's kind of nice. The beers today are sponsored by the Messenger. The Messenger is back. Yep, uh, the Messenger went on a big road trip and brought uh, brought us some fun stuff back. Some Hill Farmstead um, sitting currently at my desk. Yes, yep, yep. Um, some Hill Farmstead. Uh, I I drank a, a Lawson's. Which I had never had before, but <clears throat> Hill Farmstead, by the way, is in Vermont. Yep, very, very, very trendy, popular brewery on the East Coast and countrywide. Lawson's is where? Lawson's, I don't know. Cool. I think cool, it cool. is in Connecticut. Okay. Yes, I think it's in Connecticut. All right. And a little, little tri-state area beer. How yeah, about that? yeah. I had their sip of sunshine IPA. It reminds me of like 
East Coast's sticky hands, if I'm being honest. It's 8%, very hop forward. A little hazy, I imagine. No, not a little hazy, but in terms of flavor. A mm. um, little more tropical, a little less dank than uh, than a sticky hands. But if you like sticky, then that's kind of up your alley. Cool. And the beer in front of us. And the beer in front of us, we got three cans. The beers, in, the front beers of us. in front of us. We got three cans from ABGB in Austin, Texas. Austin Beer Garden Brewery. Yes. Or Brewworks. I don't remember exactly. That's one that you've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. It is Didn't on- a former Oregon brewer go work there or start working there? No, that's Pint House. Ah. That's for our former Breakside Love, uh, Tommy Pickles, Tommy Fisher, uh, is now runs an R&D program for uh, Pint House. Pint House. Which is which also is in, in Austin, Austin, Texas. Yes. Not a, to be confused with the place in California that I thought was Pine House. That's out of Pizza Austin. Port. Jesus, you breweries. <laughs> Stop making similar names. I'm very confused. Yeah, but ABGB is on my like beer bucket list of places I really want to go. In 16, 17, and 18, they were named Best Large Brewery at Best of, at uh, Great American Beer Festival. Um, That's really good. Three years in a row. Three years in a row to be Best Large Brewery. They uh, are known for their loggers. Um I was looking at their tap list today and it's like eight loggers and a sour and like that's it. Oh. It's just what we do. Loggers. Yeah. Okay. And they've got always beers and sometimes beers. I like that. That's cute. Yes. So on the menu there's always on the left and sometimes on the right. That's cool. I, I kinda I really enjoy finding random little things like that in menus when I go out to restaurants Mm -hmm. where it's like a place or a type of place you've gone to a lot and they just change it slightly. Cause for me, if I were to run a brewery, I think that would be what I would say Mm -hmm. is like, these are our sometimes beers. These are the always beers. I wouldn't say seasonal. I wouldn't say year round. I would probably do something like that. So that just kind of, that hits me right in the old heart. Right. I also really like the idea of lager number one Mm. and it's say it's a Hellas. Yes. And then lager number two, is a Vienna yes. and lager number three and just go down the line like that. This IPA is... 45 is our first double IPA <laughs> and just don't have names, just have numbers. This is, again, a little pulling out my heartstrings on that. I've always had this like weird, so I listen to metal music. Right. Um, for those who don't know. I just got done listening to a bunch of Billy Joel. Don't cool. tell my girlfriend. She hates Billy Joel. Hates Billy Joel? Yep. Oh. I can understand kind of why, not to derail this, but... Really? Well, I mean, a lot of his songs are him pretending to be another famous artist. Sure. Yeah. Like, I listen to him, and I'm like, that sounds like Wings. I listen to another (laughs) song, and I'm like, that sounds like Paul Simon. Yeah. It's a little Elton John in this one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's good. It's good. It's it's enjoyable music. Of course. I would not say it's great. I would say it's enjoyable. Anyway, I listen to metal. And I cannot play an instrument, so this is literally just a fantasy of mine. It's not something that I will ever do because uh, I don't have the time nor the patience to learn an instrument, most likely. I never say never, but, you know, I'll leave that to Patrick here. Yeah, well, my parents made that choice when I was four years old. <laughs> You're going to learn an instrument! Yep, and I was like, okay, and then... And, and you were like, goo goo gaga, I can't talk, him four. Yep, here's... <laughs> is that how that works? Sure. <laughs> it was more like... And they were like, how do we calm this guy down? <laughs> to this uh, day, the question still asks. How do we calm this guy down? Usually just put some music in front of me and I'm fine. Or a beer, yeah. Beers work. Um, so I, I love metal and I was always like, if I were to make a metal band, what would I call the band and what would I name the albums? Well, it is a it is a well-known thing in the metal world that band names and album names are 
quite eclectic yes. and all over the place. Uh, they don't really matter. Nope. Because there are bands that are named like Infant Annihilator. <laughs> and you're like, really? That's the band name you chose? Not Infinite. Like no, infant. infant. Like small children. Yes. Yes. We annihilate them. Yes. <laughs> exactly. There's a, uh, you know, Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird kind of like. Like death and death themed stuff. Effed up kind of names. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of had it in my head that all I ever wanted to do is if, if I were to do that is just name the album one, two, three, four, but just do like the Roman numerals. Yeah. I know some bands have done some things like that. Like Led Zeppelin's done that. I was going to say it's called Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Led Zeppelin's done that. Uh, Cody and Cambria has done that. So it's like, it was not like super original, mm-hmm. but I just kind of like that idea of like less is more, right? Right. This is just album one. And, you know, you can have a theme for it and it could be based on the songs and all, all that kind of stuff. But so the fact that they just named their beers Lager number one. Yeah. I'm like, I get you guys. Pearl Jam's first album is called 10. Yes. And um, I liked that. And I was like, oh, is there 10 songs? No, there's not 10 songs. <laughs> I was like, well, but I really like the name 10. Like, why is their album named 10? And this is a cool story. Their album's name is 10 because they wanted to they wanted their band to be called Mookie Blaylock. Because Mookie Blaylock played for the Sonics yes. in the late 80s and the early 90s. And for some reason, they just loved him. Okay. So they wanted to be called Mookie Blaylock. Boy, thank God they picked the name Pearl Jam. Mookie Blaylock did not let them call themselves <laughs> Mookie Blaylock. So they changed their name to Pearl Jam, which is actually quite disgusting if you think about it. Yes. Yes. A but pearl you, necklace, if you know what I that get, means. No, I get it. Okay. I get it. <laughs> and so the album is called 10. Because, because Mookie Blaylock wore number 10. Gotcha. It was a little workaround, I see. Yeah. See, I, I like see. that. I like that stuff. I'm all <laughs> about that stuff. All right. So, uh, my week in beer, I don't really remember it, to be honest with you. So, uh, clearly, it was very memorable. I did go to Double Mountain on the east side for the first time. Uh, uh, just to pick up some beer, I helped. The Woodstock spot. Yes. Uh, I helped a friend move just a couple blocks down the street from there. Lucky them. And um, they Pizza bought a house. For days. They bought a house. And uh, we helped them move in over there. And just afterwards, he was buying us some beer and some and some food because we helped. And I was like, well, Double Mountain's right there. We Pizza and beer, the ultimate currency for moving. Well, we went to Dick's Primal Burger for the food, but we just went and grabbed beers and then went to their new backyard oh, and okay. sat outside and drank some of the beer. Uh, so I got an IRA and a Hop Lava, I believe. Um, either that or Hop Line. I think it was Hop Lava, though. You know, good as always. Yeah. Classic, good beers. They got a couple of the Sours, too, for themselves. Uh, they had one of the Creeks, and they had one of the Peshas as well that Man, they bought for themselves. I haven't had an IRA in forever. It was still really good. It's tasting good? Yeah. That's definitely that. That's the best beer they make. Uh, I love that beer. Their Sour Series is pretty good. Yeah, I guess that Tahoma I would say the Creek, best beer. Yeah. Tahoma Creek, Devil's Creek, Pesh. Somebody remembered to bring you your Tahoma Creek today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that my, was JR when I went months ago for my birthday. He gave me a couple of like 2017 or something, Toma Creeks. Yeah. And I had four of them. They've just been sitting in my pantry. <laughs> and I was like, I need to bring two of these to Patrick. And then I would forget. And then the next week, I need to bring two of these to Patrick. And then I would forget. And then I wouldn't remember for a month. And then I'd be like, dang it. <laughs> I didn't bring the beers. And finally today, I was like, no, you thought it. Go put them in your backpack right now. And I did. Well, I'm glad there's two of them. My girlfriend and I, she's got this, she's got this, uh, not quite crawl space, but this like under the stairs in the basement kind of storage spot that's not really used. And we want to kind of turn it into like a, a wine cellar uh, and also a cellar for my various amounts of barrel aged beer that I'm hopefully going to stop collecting. What a, what a fancy man you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad that I got two of those because I'm going to drink one now. And then, and then I'm going to put the other one, one away. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. 
And so there, there can Smirk. be sours. There, there's some dark beer in there, but it's, you know me, I'm not the biggest dark beer drinker, but there is some stuff that I really, really like. Um, there's some Breakside stuff like Bourbon Barrel Aztec that I really like. It's got them chilies in it. Uh, and then my Dark Stars from Fremont, Fremont and my Choco Vases from Stone. Ooh, yeah, I forgot about that. And beer. I've got this like... I forgot about that beer. That's The beer is bleh, so good. I've got this like barrel-aged honey porter from Dogfish Head oh. in a 750 that I bought five, six years ago. And I bought it because it's called Bitches Brew and has the Miles Davis album art oh. of his most famous album, Bitches Brew. Is it the most famous album? No, kind of blue probably is. Anyway, Bitches Brew has this amazing uh, artwork on the album. And they've got, they I don't know how they did this. I'm sure they paid for it. But it's got the album art as the label, and that's the beer. And I've just been sitting on it, and I I know it's not a beer that I want to drink at all. But I bought <laughs> but it. But you want the label, the label was so cool. And it's just chilling. Is it better to try it and just keep the empty for yourself then? Well, I I don't know. I don't really. What am I going to do with the empty? That's like collecting growlers. Well, I think but that's if you a bad move. Have you collected empties before? Like, do you yes. currently have? That's the wrong question. I knew the answer to that was yes. <laughs> I mean, have you? Do you currently like have in your apartment some empties that you've collected? Yes, I do. The B side series from Breakside, the sours. Ah. Um, but I am taking them down and I'm taking the labels off and putting them uh, on display at Slabtown. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then take the label off and that's like, what I'm probably and like do like a little mini frame of it and let's put it in your bedroom or something. Yeah, or if you really like my, it that like, much, or put it on like my record box. You could also do that. Yeah, yeah. you are like a sticker man. You like to kind of like mm -hmm. slap stuff on I stuff. Like to, yeah. Put it on your uh, Nalgene bottle. Oh yeah. So wrap it around somewhere. Ooh yeah. That might get faded pretty quick though. What am I gonna do with all this cellar beer? I've got a lot of great sours in there, mm. like local stuff. You will enjoy. Some, I imagine some, you will enjoy them. Yeah, I've got some upright stuff in there. Uh, our good friend Brian Cook, friend of the podcast, uh, gave me an upright Fantasia that I think is like three years old that I'm definitely gonna sit on. I've got some Dre Fontaine in there. That fifty dollar bottle that. Is Best Buy 2035. <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to sit on until 2035? No, I'm going to drink on my 50th birthday. Oh, that's right. That's cost right. cost me $50. I'm going to drink it on my 50th birthday. It's a raspberry lambic. Oh, well, I mean, that's basically going to be 2035, right? That's 14 what, what years, years from now. In 14 years? How old am I? 35? Nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. That's going to be right there, right on the sweet there spot. There we go, baby. Um, okay. So, the beer in front of us. Oh, did you have, what's your week in beer? Uh, it was really just the Lawson's. I've been so busy trying to shore things up um, uh, at work and transitioning. Uh, Lisa, who is a, a day one bartender at Slabtown, is taking over my position. Um, and so I've just been trying to work with her. So I haven't really had the chance. I've been drinking a ton of Wanderlust cans. Wanderlust just came While out of cans. While you can get them. <laughs> and it's like, my buddy, my buddy Dan, who's the GM up at Decom. He was like, I think it's really fitting. It's like apropos that your favorite beer gets canned your last week in the company. And I was like, that's very nice of you. I don't think so, but I'm going to drink a lot of it. <laughs> and so we have all If this you had done this two years ago, I would have enjoyed this way more. <laughs> and so we've got all these great beers on at Slabtown right now. Um, obviously, it's still fresh hop season, so we got a lot of fresh hops. But there, we have this like U.S. American version of an Oktoberfest that is just phenomenal. And this Vienna lager and an export lager, and I've just been really enjoying those. But in my last days, I'm only drinking Wanderlust cans. You just only got three. You only got three days fun. left. Last night I had one. I was like, God, this flavor. I gotta get this flavor out of my mouth. You're like waking up in the morning and still tasting it. You've brushed <laughs> your teeth twice since though. then, and you're just like, 
Now this tastes like toothpaste and IPA. I hate this beer. <laughs> Ooh, a wanderlust. <laughs> and then I had that Man, Lawson. I love this beer. Man, <laughs> I hate this beer. And then and then I had that Lawson's uh that that the messenger uh brought me. And so that was that was kind of cool. Funny. Um okay. So, what is in front of us right now? We got the ABGB 3 beers. Yep. The one we are having first is, is the, the pro the or pre-prohibition lager. The Rocket 100. Okay. Um, I know nothing about the different lager styles in terms of how varied they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say pre-prohibition lager, I just think super old school recipe. Mm-hmm. And this is super simple. Mm-hmm. It's a little drier mm-hmm. than most lagers that I've had recently. But yeah, it's just it's a solid, easy drinking beer to me. Yeah, I think, I, it's hard to kind of dis- discern it because it just seems very simple. Yeah, I think the idea behind this is to be like a Pilsner but low hop character. Mm. Like a little more malt up front. You know, there's there's the the urban legend that people were using rice and corn in these in the early days and that it eventually evolved into, you know, your Bud Light sort of thing. Um, but then I was reading some stuff that by the time people were brewing pre-Prohibition lagers, Prohibition had already kind of was in it like prohibition was enacted and this style didn't really exist before that. So I think, but I think the, I, I don't know. It's a weird history thing. That okay. I was trying to read about and got lost and was like, I, I quit. <laughs> I don't go to school anymore. What is this history? <laughs> but, I have to read but, about, but I think the idea is yeah, to be dry, light, easy, um, low hop character. Yeah. It's super easy drinking. Um, I guess I could see the malt character being more, more forward here, but to me, it just kind of feels a little bit more, I mean, I guess that's probably naturally connected, but it just kind of feels very bready on the top. Mm-hmm. Like it's just very kind of like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a pill, I'm a logger," mm-hmm. and then it's easy drinking and dry, and there you go. I this would be a great like introductory beer to somebody who's coming over from a yeah. Bud Light. It's not as sweet as those beers. It's right. very simple in in that sense, but there's no over the top flavors that people who only drink Coors or Miller or whatever would dislike. But now I'm opening Industry, which is kind of their their Pilsner. And I figured we could do this back to back. I love the comment that you just made that it's not as sweet as like domestic loggers, but I think you will find that it is sweeter than you realize. Really? Because I am feeling the sweetness on the back end of my palate. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not the biggest sweet beer guy, um, but it's funny because I like Hellas loggers, which notoriously are sweet. Um, but I think you can still make a really good Hellas without you know being sweet. You're right. Yeah. As I haven't taken a sip of it. It's just kind of lingering there, mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting because it's not overpoweringly right, overpoweringly it, sweet. It's like a quenching sweet. Uh sure. Yeah, not the word I would use necessarily, but it just kind of it just kind of lingers. It's lingering there. Some when I think of those beers, I think of cloyingly sweet because they're trying to hide off flavors mm. because they make them quickly and they're older and they're frankly not good. So anything they can do to cover the bad flavor, it's like oh, some sweetness, right? Yeah. This it's it's just kind of in the background, mm-hmm. so I didn't even really notice it until now. Well, it's better it's than good, like good call. It's better than like cream corn or green apple, which are very bad flavors to have in a beer. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I like green apples. Right, right. I also like cream corn. Right, right. But you don't want it in your beer. True. The cream corn is the DMS. The green apple is the acetaldehyde. Okay. They're just off what was the popcorn? That's diacetyl. Yeah. Butter. Butter popcorn. Yeah. Butter. Some people say cake frosting. Those are two very different things. I know. Well, <laughs> diacetyl is a weird thing. It like bounces off people's palates differently. Mm. You know, I know, I know very successful brewers that can't taste it. Really? Yeah, they're they're very successful, and they're just like, I can't taste it. So when they brew, they have to have other people like quality assure it. Wow. 
Yeah, because that's a really unfortunate thing for people. If you can't taste it, it's like, uh oh, well, <laughs> what think, do you get yourself into? You know, I think it boils down to some of that like cilantro talk. Like there's a there's a percentage of people out there that, you know, it's 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 on the smaller end. It's like 15 percent, 20 percent of the tastes population like soap to them. tastes like soap. And I'm just like, oh, man. I'm so sorry. I love cilantro. Yeah. You know, but some people cilantro can be overpowering if there's too much. But yeah, it doesn't taste like soap to me. No, it doesn't taste like soap to me. Yeah, I've I've been like tinkering a carne asada recipe, like marinade recipe, and I've definitely over cilantroed it. But I don't mind the flavor of cilantro, so it wasn't bad, but I could tell I was like, oh, this is a little too much. But it's just (laughs) like that, you know. I think all our palates are so different that you can miss that that strong flavor that other people get. Like I get oxidize, I get oxidation really badly. Like that thing just like pops up to me real quickly. Very cardboardy. Yeah. To where like the cream corn, I, that doesn't come to me very easily. And I think it's just all, you know, all of our palates. Yeah. It's like people that like spicy food and people that don't like spicy food. I think it's the same sort of concept. Well, you should like spicy food, guys. I agree. Come on. Uh, so you're, you're right. So this beer is very similar, but is subtly different than the pro. Oh. The prohibi- the pre-prohibition lager. There's a lot bigger nose Yeah, to the it. nose is way stronger, and there is a bit more of the, like, kind of sweetness pop in the middle from the malt instead of lingering at the end. Um, it's a little Ooh. bit more... This is a little bit more forward than the other beer. It's a little bit more flavorful, which I, I prefer, but it's very similar in profile. Your very initial sip is bready again. Mm-hmm. You get the malt forward, and uh, it just kind of... It kind of fades a little faster than it does in the other one in the lager because uh, there's a little bit more sweetness in there. And in the middle and in the end, I get some fruitiness. Thank you, hops. I guess I would say, I, maybe that's the sweetness I'm thinking mm-hmm. of is the fruitiness. But. Yep, I definitely get that that fruity hop character. Man, this is so cool. I want to go to this brewery so bad. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Austin, Texas, man, that's the thing. That's like that's that's like the 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 great brew city of the South. It's like the only brew city of the South, right? Uh, probably. I mean, New Mexico's really. It's getting there it's now. Getting, right? New Mexico's really popping right now. That's the Southwest. I'm thinking like the South, Southeast, like yeah. anywhere from like Oklahoma down into like florida yeah it's probably austin perennial in oklahoma is a big brewery you're right yeah yeah that's southern region there i think uh, alabama and montgomery has or birmingham has some decent ones apparently Oh, okay i just figured everyone From, there drank kerr's lot uh, they probably do yeah but uh in the ta- in the city proper uh, i have a friend who in lives the city who lives there and he Joe always goes Walsh. to breweries so yeah i guess they have some there nashville um, on the east coast of course of course obviously new england vermont connecticut Massachusetts, New Hampshire. Sadly, the tri-state area has not caught up. Maine. Ooh, that's my other bucket list brewery is Maine Brewing Company. Really? Yeah, dude. They have they have like hop forward beers called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. Oh, you told me about this one. Yeah. God, and their labeling, it's just like it's just like a white label and it says lunch. But it's like classy and elegant. And not cocky and arrogant? No. No. It's like a it's like a it's got like a small font where you kind of look at it and you're just like, ooh, I belong in a red chair right now with a mahogany table in front of me. Yeah, it's like a Mike Trout, not a Bryce Harper. Ah. Yeah. We all know what Patrick's talking about. A Frankie about. Lindor, not a Manny Machado. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. smile. Yeah. Great personality. Awesome, dude. Never annoys you. No, never. Until he leaves. His nickname's Mr. Smile. <laughs> that sounds creepy when you say it that yeah, way. Yeah, well, he was born in Puerto Here's Rico. Here's Mr. Smile. Well, when you when you see him, you're like, I Coming am happy. Coming to murder you. I am happy. And he's got this weird colored hair, so yeah. maybe he is a clown. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he grew up, he was a kid, and he grew up in Puerto That's Rico. That's not nice. He grew up in Puerto Rico, dirt poor, and when he got signed in the majors, and he got his money, like his first check, he spent all his money and, and got his teeth done. 
because I guess his teeth were gross. He said, I love playing baseball and I love smiling and I don't want people to look at my ugly face. <laughs> and so he's now he's just got these amazing teeth. Like he's Bobby, got a great smile. Like Bobby Firmino type. <laughs> he's just like, look, and you're like, you're from Brazil and your teeth look like that? Oh, money. Got it. I think Firmino, Firmino's teeth are just fake. They probably are. They, they, they're they gorgeous. Look, they're perfect. They're perfect. Yeah. Frankie's are pretty close too. Yeah. But his look real. Whereas yes. Firmino's just look like he's wearing teeth. Yeah. Like he went to Dubai and bought the best teeth he could buy. Yeah. He just puts them in during games. <laughs> uh, okay, so any other thoughts on this one? Uh, I, I I like this one better than the pre-pro. Me too. I know but, we have one more, which is why But I, I can that. see that the pre-pro is like the slam. That's like, I just got off work. This day sucked. Give me a pre-pro. Ten minutes later, okay. Give me Can I have a Hellas? Oh, Thank I you. see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> can I have the Oktoberfest? <laughs> yeah, you you've know? calmed down. Yeah, can I get some Vienna in my life? Does it say the percentage on the bottom of these cans? It or doesn't. No? I'm sure I can look it up. I imagine the pre-pro is, like three. is below five. Uh, probably in the fours. Well, wouldn't this one be around four or five? This two? is probably in the fives. Okay. ABGB Austin. Um. Also, with the name like ABGB with beer garden in it, it sounds like they would have a great outdoor space. Yep. Picnic on our patio. Click here for reservation. Ah, a picnic. Nice. When's the last time you did a picnic? I don't know. Ever? Ever. I'm, I mean, I'm not talking about like you going camping and having right, food right. outside. I'm talking like we're going to a park with a blanket and we have a basket with food. How cute. I don't know if I've ever done that, actually. Industry, I've, I've like eaten <clears throat> on the beach, but. Industry pills, 4.9%. Is this the one we're having now? Yep. Uh, let's see, where are you? Rocket 100, 5.6. No way. Yeah. What? That feels way less strong than this one. Yeah, I agree. Wow. Interesting. Sneaky. Sneaky. Ooh, Big Mama Red. Like that. <laughs> Superliner IPA, Day Trip Pale Ale. Man, even their glassware, dude. They got glassware on point. You know, if this if this little podcast ever takes off and actually gets us, you know, Real substantial anything. If you'd like to sponsor us, you can DM us at beers on us on Instagram. Yes, you can. Um, we would love for you to sponsor us. Negra Royale, the Dunkel. We could make trips and like go to these places. Yeah, it'd be cool. That'd be really fun. We need to do Bend. We need to get someone to pay us to go to Bend. <clears throat> we could also just go to Bend. Yeah, we could. But it we probably be, will. It would be cheaper to get it someone. It would be a lot cheaper us. if someone else paid for it. <laughs> like we could just drive for three hours and stay at the Holiday Inn Express for a night and sure. just be fine. I'll sleep in my car. Like uh, I don't care. Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you have a big car. Yeah, I'm sleeping in a bed. Patrick. Okay, all right. There all right. are hotels. Oh, the Jersey coming out of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are Sorry. hotels there. This Northwest kid is like, eh, I'll save eighty bucks. <laughs> I'm like. There's a bed. Truck's paid off. Mike's like, 80 bucks? Nice. Done. Yeah. I'm like, eh. That's like, I, I could have paid <clears throat> 250 I'm paying 80 Here we go. <laughs> um, Call Patrick at Sun River and be like, can I sleep on your couch? He's like, I have a one-year-old. I'm like, cool. I don't care. Are they sleeping on the couch? <laughs> Are they sleeping on the couch? You know I'm going to be drunk AF and <laughs> just pat. I just need a place to sleep. Do you have a guest bedroom? <laughs> Do you have a king bed? Yeah. Only king bets. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I want to drink like fresh, worthy strata. Mm. You know, mm. drink some fresh ripping. Well, I've only Sun been River. I've only been to Bend for beer once. I've been to Bend a couple times, but I've only been to Bend for beer once. And I went everywhere but Worthy because Worthy was kind of out of the way. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, I did like a walking tour. It's like the northeast side of town, and it's outside of town. I did like a walking tour where I started at the shoots, and then I went to. Uh, I always forget the name of it. It's like emulsion or something like that. It starts with an I. Hmm. It, it's that's not correct. It's something like that. Immersion. 
maybe immersion. Sounds right. Um, then I went to Crux, and then I went to Good Life, and then I went to Sun River. So it was just a walking tour yep, yep. all around, and I was uh, <clears throat> I had a very good time, and uh, I just wanted to go to Worthy. So that's awesome. Yeah, walking's easy. It's pretty. I mean, it's a long walk. The longest walk was from Crux to Good Life. That was like maybe like a thirty minute walk. Well, yeah, and you got across the river. Yeah, you go you just go over the bridge. Yeah, but um, it's pretty walk. It was it, but uh, everything damn else Cali- was within like five minutes of each other, so it was super convenient. Those damn Californians. Why? Well, they're all in Bend now. So. So that means they're not affecting us up here. Us Pacific Northwesters are very protective of our cities. I know, but they're in. Bend. We don't live <clears> in Bend. We should tell the Californians that Spokane's a nice town. You well, should move to Spokane. It is a nice town, isn't it? No. <laughs> it is a nice town, isn't it? I don't think so. Yes, it's great. <laughs> Completely not playing the game with me here. Oh my bad. I'm a little <laughs> you guys should today. move to Moscow, Idaho. Whoa, Moscow's cool. Go there, California. Yeah, it's Moscow. Sorry. Moscow's in Russia. True. Yeah, true. Mos- Moscow's Russia. Moscow's Idaho. Go to Moscow, Idaho. Moscow, Idaho's awesome. Californians will love it. I love Moscow, Idaho. It's like the blue. I dot. say as if I lived here my whole life. I'm also out of state, and it, I've moved here ten years ago. <laughs> it, it's the blue dot in a very red state. I think they actually have COVID testing in Moscow. Uh, unlike the rest of Idaho? Oh, yeah, well, they have no cases in Idaho. Right. Yeah, they're COVID-free. Well, they don't do tests. Yeah. No tests, no cases? No tests, no cases. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll get to our final ABGB beer and our beer of the week next segment because we still have some of this left, and I want to actually enjoy it instead of chugging it. Chug, chug, chug. So uh, we'll be back. This is Beers and Us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris, here in Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. Beer of the Week time! Here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That's not the Beer of the Week that he just popped. The Beer of the Week is already sitting in the glass, warming up a little bit, breathing a little bit. We are very, very interested in this beer. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and we will tell you about it in a moment. It's from the box. It's from the box. It's from the messengers. What's in the box? It is a combination of what I like and what Patrick likes. But yet we're both a little scared of it. But also very intrigued. I'm very intrigued by this. Well, it's... it's. No, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. I'm not spoiling anything yet. The final beer we have from ABGB is the Hellas Lager. Called Hell Yeah. That's the, that's the can there, Patrick. Yeah, it's called Hell Yes. I should. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's called Hell Yes. It just doesn't sound right coming off the tongue. No. Hell, hell Yes, the Hell is... Hell Yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your beep. Your ass? Yeah. Can you we can... say that? Yes, Oh, I didn't know. Well, after- Says the guy who said the F <laughs> yeah, words yesterday after, yeah. on the air. After last night's debacle, I'm just playing it real safe here. You can say ass. Oh, nice. You cannot say ass bleep. Right. You can also say bitch. Right. You already did. But you can't say, well, that was a proper noun. Correct. It was the name of an album. It is the name you of can't, an album. You can say that word. Yes. Otherwise. Can't say SHI, right? I mean, I think we as a podcast can say whatever we want. Right. But we just are trying to be good. We are an educational institution here. That's what we are. Hey, man, we're constantly telling people how to, like, live their lives. (laughs) We're judging you constantly. (laughs) And we're trying to teach you as two guys who don't really have a doctorate or anything. We're just kind of like, hey, we like beer and we talk for a living. I had a three-minute brain scramble of what the better jazz album is from the greatest trumpet player ever. (laughs) And I just sat here like, 
I know who Miles that, Davis that's is. That's educational. <laughs> if peeing your pants is cool, then I'm Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's drink this Hellas. I'm very excited about this one. Oh, very clear. You have gotten me into Hellas's and Vienna best, Lagers man. as we've gotten through this podcast. The I, best. I would have never, ever mm-hmm. picked a Hellas or Vienna Lager if I was going to a restaurant because I just was uncomfortable with the style. I was like, I can get an IPA, I can get a stout, I can get a porter. Why would I get that? And I'm finding myself, when, especially when I go to a, a bottle shop, Picking Hellas's and Vienna Lagers mm-hmm. more often now just because of you. Well, and I think I think Mike, a lot of it is is it's your wheelhouse. They are malt, malt. forward mm-hmm. lagers, mm-hmm. and I think in the early days of you drinking craft beer, you were so focused on malt forward ales, and the malt character on you know Pilsners and Hellas's and Dortmunders and Viennas and Meritzens and stuff like that are a little more subtle. They're not as rich, but they are definitely that same idea that you're looking for. And so I'm really pumped to hear you be like, I'm pumped to hear it, and I'm not surprised. Right. Like, I didn't think back in the day, like, Mike's really going to like Vienna Lagers. You wait. (laughs) But it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised that you were like, I really do dig Viennas and Hellas's. But I've gotten to be way more of a hop guy than a malt guy recently, to be honest with you. I mean, I still pick the darks. And I'm switching. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I'll still pick the dark beers, of course. Like, if I find a good stout or porter, like, I will almost always pick that. But uh, I'm really focusing on the IPAs a lot recently mm-hmm. and some of the hoppy pails and stuff like that. I really have kind of gotten myself into a good wheelhouse of those. Um, but this is this is the best of the three. This is dynamite. I love this. It's I'm really, really glad we saved it till the end. I still think the industry is pretty damn good. Um, this is probably. I don't know. The pre-pro is probably sweeter than this. It's actually fairly dry for a Hellas. Yeah, it is probably sweeter. That was probably sweeter than this. Mm-hmm. This is, it's funny. They've all been very bready. I mean, they're all that kind of beer. Mm-hmm. This is the breadiest of them all. Um, we're in the gnarliest of times. We're in the breadiest of times. <laughs> um, the reason I say that is because the bready flavor lasts the whole sip. Mm-hmm. It's not just like right at the start when you're like, oh, cool. I taste bread and then it gets sweet or fruity or whatever. This is just bready. I find this beer the smoothest of the three, too. I still think the first one, the pre-pro, was smoother. Okay. A little bit. But, um, yeah, this is really good. It's kind of giving me a little bit of like a... uh, There's a certain flavor, like a restaurant that I've gone to that serves bread to start. And, like, it's like a Cheesecake Factory kind of thing. And not that this... I'm just saying that kind of thing where they give you bread. Every restaurant where I grew up did that because they're all, like, Italian restaurants. You just get Italian bread. Not a lot of places do that out here, but... um, We also just don't have great opportunities for good, like, real Italian food. True. We do not have a lot of great Italian food in this city. We don't have great Italian food, and... I'm very sorry, people. We actually... Honestly, controversial statement, we don't have that great of Mexican food. We have, like, good... Americanized Mexican food. That's very true. We have great Americanized Mexican food here. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Matador. Matador's fantastic. And And those Americanized Mexican food. And I eat dirty tacos from food carts all day. To a T. Shout out Sean Burke. Um, Yeah, I I guess, I mean, I'm not, Mexican's not my go-to, so I can't really debate that either way, but. um, I love Mexican food. Italian food here is um, certainly missing a bit of a, a bit of a punch to me. I think I just really love Central American, Southern American plus Mexican food. Because Mexico's technically in North America. Yes. Um, even though they probably wish they were in Central America. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go out and vote in November. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Mexico. <laughs> Go out and vote in November. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, all of us. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Please. 
anyway, um, I just love that cuisine so much. Um, I've I, I've got a buddy that that works at Breakside. He's Honduran, and he keeps telling me about these like Honduran restaurants to go to in town. And I'm just like, I'm about to be unemployed because they're all like out on 82nd, and like I have no business being on the east side of town. Yeah. But if I ain't got nothing to do, I will for sure drive to the east side of town to eat some Honduran food, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, you'll probably love it too if he's suggesting. It. Yeah, I'll probably love it. Yeah. Um. All I right. Love, I love food. I love gold. I love lamp. Brick, are you just looking around and saying you love things? Do you really love the lamp, or are you just looking at things and saying you love them? Is that the line? I love lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. Brick killed a guy. Where'd you get a grenade? <laughs> <laughs> I should watch that movie. I haven't seen that in a while. I know. It's been many years for me. Um, I can't watch other movies, though. I'm in, a, uh, I'm in a project right now. We are watching all Tom Hanks movies. Oh, God. We're watching every Tom Hanks movie ever made. That is a really big undertaking. Yeah. Well, Mostly we, great movies. We've gotten to the 2000s. We just watched Castaway. One of my favorites from him. Um, I had actually never seen it all the way through. I'd seen like really? clips from TV, like being on TV. Wilson! And, yeah, and, like I kind of understood, but I never saw the whole thing. So that did you was, love it? I did really enjoy it. It's a good it. movie. Um, next is Green Mile. I've seen Green Mile. I, I love have not that seen movie. Green Mile, but I know it's the saddest thing of history of Earth. So get ready to cry. Yeah. Um, and then we do Catch Me If You Can, Road to Perdition. That's where we are. We already got through all the bad stuff. Well, and then you, we got the Oscar stuff. You also got to see Big. Big is great. Don't don't you disparage Big. I'm not going to disparage Big. I think in watching these movies, don't I think Big it. is a touch overrated. Don't you do it. That doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. I'll tell you what. Splash is a bad movie. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Splash is with Daryl Hannah. It's Daryl Hannah's first movie, and she's like a mermaid that becomes a human. Okay. And Tom yeah. Hanks is in it and somehow? Tom Hanks is in it. It's one of it's early, early Tom Hanks. <laughs> I remember loving that movie growing up, being like, Splash is such an underrated cult flick. And then I watched it, and I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, this movie's super bad. Well, I'm, I appreciate you stopping short of disparaging Big. Uh, Catch Me If You Can is one of the most underrated movies of mm -hmm. all time. Of all time. Yep. It's so good. I really enjoy it. Him it's, and Leo it, in there are great. It's one of my favorite Leos. Like, Leo tends to be Leo in a lot of movies. Yeah. And uh, I really liked Catch Me If You Can. I thought it fit Leo. It's like Wolf of Wall Street. You're like, that's Leo being Leo, but this is really good. I mean, I loved Inception's one of my favorite movies of all time. Great movie. That's Leo being Christopher Leo. Christopher Nolan. Yep. I want um, to see Tenet. I want to see Tenet. I know, me too. Please get rid of COVID. So also, I uh, Shutter Island is a good Leo movie. I enjoyed that. Yeah. My mother is a huge Scorsese person. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of got a little cheese to it, but it's a good twist. Well, it's like film noir. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got a good twist that you kind of know is coming, but it's like an extra little extra for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never, I don't think, going to commit to watching all of Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> That's a lot of commitment right there. Well, it was just the stuff. Although I did commit to watching every Marvel movie the last year, so. I did that too. Um, although I will say the 80s were rough. Hmm. The 80s were rough. Things weren't great until we got to about Philadelphia. Bonfire of the Vanities was right before Philadelphia. What was I his first that. movie? Uh, I watched this movie called Monsters and Men, something like that. Okay. And it was like D&D &D players taking it too seriously. Okay. <clears throat> and it like affecting their life and then making bad decisions. Okay. It was a TV movie. It was really bad. And you're just like finding these movies, or are you just downloading I found them? them yeah, or? yeah. I, 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 I found them, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You have them on your computer right now. I had them. Had them. Yes, they're taking yes. up too much space. Yes, I got rid of them. <laughs> one at a time. We delete. Watched it and was like, delete. Yep. <clears throat> delete. Next one up. Delete. Um, it was fun, like rewatching Forrest Gump and Apollo 13. You're just like, man, these are good movies. I watched Philadelphia. Not a good movie. Can I say? Like poorly directed, poorly written, but Hanks and Denzel kill it. The more I watch Forrest Gump, the less I like it. More just because it was such a good movie when I first saw it. Like, it's like kind of got this. It's like a, this opus thing. Yeah, there's like a joyousness to it. It's you're rooting for Forrest. You know, there's the cool love story, but you hate her, but you love her. And it's like every time I watch it more, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know the movie. Like, it's not it, it oftentimes with movies that I like a lot and I watch them often. There are always new things you catch mm-hmm. with that one. I feel like there's never just enough. There's never anything new. Right. You just know what's happening. Saving Private Ryan. I got some new stuff out of that. Yeah, that's give, one where you get a lot World of new ones. Love. Yeah, that's a lot good. of new ones that out of that. Great flick. Great flick. Super sad. Definitely cried at the end. And there's Tom Hanks, man. There's Tom Hanks. Matt Damon. And Matt, I was about to say, <laughs> and Matt Damon. Matt, you should do a Matt Damon movie thing. A hard pass. He's got a lot of good movies, dude. I like Good Will Hunting. That's about it. I mean, you could do... Oh, uh, you could get... Uh, what's that Scorsese flick? The Departed. The Departed. He's great in that. You could do the Oceans movies. Yeah. You could do The Martian. Love that. You could do Interstellar. Also love that. Spoiler yeah. alert, Matt Damon. Spoiler alert, Matt Damon in both The what? Martian and Interstellar. The Martian's not a spoiler. His face is on the cover. Oh, I thought, okay. I, th- I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you were saying, spoiler alert, Matt Damon, wink, wink, because <laughs> no, of that no. movie. <clears throat> when he shows up in Interstellar, I was like, whoa. It's Matt Damon. <laughs> I was like, why is Matt Damon here? <laughs> <laughs> um, you could also do Team America. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> and there the are other ones too. Guys. The Bourne movies are all solid. So I only solid saw, action. I, think I only saw the first two. I'm more of a Mission Impossible kind of guy. I mean, they're very similar movies. Yeah. Also, isn't he in um, Adjustment Bureau? Yeah. That was a good action movie. There's like a a, a a government company or function or whatever that comes in and like changes things because they know it's coming. It's like Minority Report with like Ooh. being prescient. That's a great movie. I like Minority Report. I think I secretly love Tom Cruise, even though he's a psychopath. Oh, me too. I think I love Tom Cruise. His action movies are great. What is that movie, Oblivion? He's great in that. And he's my size. Does that matter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you like root for him. He used to date six foot women. <laughs> sure. Then they left him because he's a psychopath. <laughs> and five foot three. Yeah. He's going to go to space. Hey, we're five six. Back off. We are? Yeah. I like how you know his height. Yeah. You know his height because he's your height? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, he's my guy. Um, all right. Let's get to the beer of the week, okay? I was about to ask you, Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon? But that's for a different day. Matt Damon. I'm going to take Wahlberg. They both suck, but I'd rather... Wahlberg's more entertaining to me. I get other guys if you get Wahlberg. <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> I think just Matt Damon has more salt. I love the Oceans movies. Well, I love 11 and 13, 12 can go S&D. Um, beer of the week. It's been airing out. It's been cooling off, or cooling off, warming up a bit. What is the beer in front of us that is so interesting and also a little petrifying for us? From the messenger. Thank you, sir. I am going to probably butcher this. This Holy comes cow. from Side Project Brewing in St. Louis, Missouri. They make beer there? <clears throat> they do. That's not Budweiser? They do. Uh, Boulevard is in St. Louis, Missouri. I've heard good things. Yes, they are a they are a big player on the craft beer scene. Uh, Noir du Fermier is what I'm going to go with. Okay, fermented black barrel fermented, fermented Missouri black saison. 
from side project. So let's 7%. get this straight. It is a fermented black saison. Correct. Already blowing my mind. It is a dark farmhouse ale in which the robust yet dry malt bill is balanced with the brightness, depth, and rustic characters of the wild Britannomyces and Lactobacillus found on our family's Missouri farm. This farmhouse ale was fermented and aged in red wine and bourbon barrels for several months before being naturally conditioned in this bottle. Blend number two. Okay, so. Number two. Let's get this Derek straight. Derek Jeter. Jeter, number two. I think that's like the third podcast in a row. I know. It's we're happening. It's happening a lot. It's a new thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's the new thing because we do that on the baseball show constantly. It's the new <laughs> thing for the podcast. Um, number two. The So this is. Barrel in red wine aged. Bourbon barrel in red wine barrels. Yeah, bourbon barrel, sorry. It is a saison. Correct. It has lactose and Britannomyces. Lacto, not lactose. Lactobacillus. They're little bugs. Oh, so different than, okay. Lactose is milk. Milk. Yes. Dairy. Lactobacillus is their little bugs. Okay. So it's got Britannomyces and lacto for uh, the tartness in it. Yes. But it's a Saison, but it's black, and it's got bourbon barrel aged and red wine aged. Correct. So it's kind of both of I our worlds following. colliding. Yes. Because it's like a bourbon barrel aged stout, but also a sour. Yeah. And they made it a Saison, and it's black. The color of this does not look anything like the smell of it. No. It looks like an imperial stout. When it, <clears throat> I was drinking the Hellas, and I actually had to kind of like back away for a second and readjust my nostrils because I was smelling the Brett. <laughs> just coming Wafting. off it. yeah i was i was like why does this hella smell like brett oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's the brett that i'm about to have so it looks jet black yep but it's but it's not muddy no well <clears throat> i don't think it looks muddy no it doesn't look muddy it looks jet black it looks I mean, black yeah. yeah like I, I think about this is going to sound disgusting for a beer but i think about like uh hair dye it kind of has that color like it's just like jet black i think of like darth vader sure star wars fan in you. kylo ren Keep going with Star Wars. Darth Sidious. Darth Maul. He's red. Nah, he's red. <laughs> and black. He's um, got that sexy red. So I don't horns. know what to expect with this beer. Saison's is not <clears throat> a style that we have really tackled too much on this podcast. Right, I think, a, lot, a lot of it is because I don't know a lot about it. I, I don't know anything about them, and I've always been nervous to try them, so we haven't tackled them. So to have this be, I think, maybe our second Saison we've ever done, mm -hmm. and have it be black, with barrel aging in two different types of barrels and with Britannomyces and stuff, it's going to blow our minds. I hope so. Well, let's sip it, huh? I mean, it came from the messenger. He hasn't proved us wrong yet. I want to sip it together because uh, it's going to be wild. Sorry for this bad podcast radio we're about yeah, to do. Yeah, get ready for a like seven to eight second piece of dead air as we both take a sip and try to... I'm smelling the like... Gather our darkness. thoughts. That's a metal band right there. <laughs> smelling smell the darkness. The darkness. Uh, maybe, Do you smell what the darkness is cooking? That's like an album name. That's not a band name. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what is happening in my mouth right now? <laughs> well, I'm smiling, so that's a good thing. I took a sip and I smiled. I think for me, when I take a sip of beer that I like a lot, and I get that kind of like, it's just a natural like, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. Um, it comes across very sour right off the top. And then I, I, I never know how to describe a Saison as a style, but I get the Saison right in the middle of the palate, like that flavor that I know is associated with it. And then I kind of get some of the barrel aged stuff in there in the middle. And then it gets very sweet at the end tart. 
So it's like sour Saison dark beer sour is like the order of my sip as I go. Does that make sense? Sure. As he takes his third sip without saying anything. Me, 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 me. Um, I get a lot of the red wine. Especially on the back end. I think right in the middle. If you let it sit in your mouth for a little bit, mm-hmm. if you just let it sit there for five seconds, the red wine flavor is going to punch you in the face. Yeah, the red wine, it finishes with the red wine. I think this beer has low tartness, decent acidity. Like, I think the acidity is what's giving me the more tartness than actual, like, tartness. I think the Brett shines in this really, really well. I think the bourbon is subtle, but it's there if you look for it. I got it in the middle. The red wine is way more prominent than the bourbon. I think the bourbon might be giving it some body. And a little sweetness, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the... Cutting brit- some of the tartness, <clears throat> maybe. I think the Britannomyces really shines in this. Um. So what... Do a quick briefer for me because i forget and for any listeners who don't know when you say saison what what are you what are you expecting uh, do you know like what the general like when we <clears throat> did um gozas you were like salty yeah like there's a flavor a salt, salt coriander yes lemon lime so i didn't know anything about gozas when we did that so if i were to drink a saison by itself without all the extra add-ins like this beer has what am i expecting is it <sighs> is it more sour it's tough to say no man i don't think base saisons are not sour Base saisons are more yeast driven, and it's like this. It's got it's more funk than sour. To it's me, that's kind of the same thing. But. It's tough to say, man. Like saisons are so all over the place. So it's like when I read this bottle, barrel fermented Missouri black saison. Saison's the least prominent word for me outside of Missouri, because saisons can be so all over the place. That I'm more interested in the description of the beer. So then I see Britannomyces and Lactobacillus. You do not have to have Britannomyces in a Saison. You no. don't. Okay. No, not at all. Saison is just such like a base beer that everyone, in this, especially in this country these days, have just taken that to another level. The French have taken it to another level. The Belgians have taken it to another level. <clears throat> uh, I, don't, I don't know how to describe a Saison best. I'm sure Chris Martin is listening to this right well, now just, and is like, I will tell you what a Saison is. I pulled it up on Google. <clears throat> okay. It is a pale ale that is highly carbonated, fruity. I would definitely say bubbles. Spicy and often bottle conditioned. It was historically brewed with low alcohol levels, but modern productions have moderate to high levels of ABV. What makes a beer Saison? A Saison, often called a farmhouse ale, is a style of beer originating in the French-speaking Wallonia region of Belgium. Using ingredients they had on hand, barley, rye, spelt, or anything else, really, farmers brewed their beer to be stored and drank in the hot summer months. Okay. So it's, <clears throat> it's you know, it's like open fermentation and, and spicy and, and fruity and bubbly. So, okay, cool. Um, how do you, how do you, I like the beer. It's good drinking to me. Um, it's not as hard to drink or sip as I thought it would be. I thought it would be incredibly intense. It's very flavorful. But... It's a good flavorful. It lingers just enough to where you want that other sip. I know I say that a lot with beers where it gives you that that want to go back. And this beer is giving me that. Patrick's pouring more, so I think he likes it, even though he's been very quiet during this, which is making me nervous. <clears throat> um, I can fill space. I, I'm a professional at this. I know no, how to you're just good. keep talking. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, but he just poured himself a second glass. So 
I think this is one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. I think... Do you want to say that again for the people in the back? I think the way the Britannomyces plays with the red wine characteristic and the subtleness of the of the roasty, the cho- there's a little chocolate in the aroma, and there and it's dry. But it's not that dry. I think this beer is phenomenal. Wow. I didn't know what to expect because you were very silent and pondering. Because I don't understand. But you poured more, so I was like, well, he likes it. Because I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what I'm drinking. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Mm. Like, I do know how they did it. But it's like, what was the blending session like for this beer? Yeah, when did what go into the beer? Right. When did what what did they decide they wanted to stand out more? You well, know, what's that call? Because I find the bourbon very subtle. Well, I was going to say, I, I think find they the decided, red wine very prominent. They decided red wine and Britannomyces were going to stand out the most. Because that's what I get the most out of this. Yeah, we, we, we did this beer called Body Electric. There's still some for sale at Slabtown right now. That's uh, non-fruited but aged in Pinot Noir barrels. Very Brett-heavy beer uh, that I think is one of the better one of the better barrel-aged, you know, sours, quote-unquote, whatever that means that I've had in a long time. This beer is playing with the red wine barrels so well, and the Brett is so on point. I really want to find out... What year is this? That's what I, that's what I was just wanting oh. to find out, is I want to know how old this Brett is. Not... In barrels, per se, because it could be a blend of a thousand different things. Well, thank you again to The Messenger, because this beer is fantastic. This is not something that is totally up my alley, but as I've gotten more into the style of beer as the podcast has gone on, I have really grown to enjoy Brett and Sours and the kind of stuff that goes into it. Not to a degree that I, you know, purchase it regularly, but it's gotten to a point for me where I, if it's in front of me, I will enjoy it. Uh, it's got a, especially if it's quality. It's got an amazing rating. It's a 93 on Beer Advocate. Can't find what year it is. Wasn't it in the email from the messenger? No, it wasn't. Mm. The last few people that have... Whoa, there's a lot of... There's a lot of people that have commented on this like recently. Mm. I wonder if it is new. Could be. Either way. I think this beer is fantastic. One of the best beers <clears throat> you've ever had. I would say so. I think this beer is really cool, and I'm really mad that we're drinking it right now, and it's not in my cellar. But you got to try it. I did get to try it. In the cellar, who knows what you get to Right. Try it. If you're like, I'm going to open this in five years, and you're like, this beer sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, idiot. Should have drank it then. You're enjoying it now. I am quite enjoying this. I think this is a really cool beer. I think aesthetically, it is a little confusing. But once you smell it, I know exactly where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Now that I've tasted it, and then I smell it again, you get it. You get the you get I the get journey. It. Yeah, I get the journey. So what's the name again? This is Side Project Noir du Fermier. Okay, Fermier, Fermier. I don't know. Man. You're probably the first one sounded correct to me. I don't, don't speak French. Noir du Fermier. I don't speak. Side French. Project in St. Louis, Missouri. All right. Well, there's our beer of the week. That's really cool. I mean, hopefully you guys can maybe find this at some point in your life, and if you do, try it, because yeah. it's great. That's going to do it for us today. Should we talk about next week? We should. Uh, also, uh, beer of the week officially sold out, so thank you to everybody who bought it and Very enjoyed so. it and texted us and DM'd us and messaged us about it, because it was a lot of fun to do with Barrelix, so drink. Thank you guys for helping us out mm-hmm. in this uh, fun little two-year anniversary project that we did with those guys. 
Uh, next week, we will be doing an episode. It will be like a takeover, but we won't be going to the place. The place will be it's coming to m- us. More of a style episode. Yes. Too. It's it's both. It's like a takeover meets a style episode. We've been to this place before. Yep. You have been to this place before. Not you. You listening. Yes. You all have, most likely. You hearing the speakers. The royal you. Uh, we are going to bring Kevin Davey, head brewer at Wayfinder. See, si, senor. Into the studio. Yep. So he'll be coming down to the station. And uh, the style we'll be talking about is? Fest beers. Your fave. Yeah. Well, he was like, fest beers. I could do a whole podcast on that. I was like, really? Oh, really? Who has a podcast? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. So Kevin's going to come in. We're going to talk a little Wayfinder. We're going to drink some fest beer and talk about fest beer. It's one of, he said it's one of his favorite styles. He is the... He is the one of the prominent lager breweries in this town, and uh, I'm really excited. Kevin's a cool, cool, intricate kind of guy, so it'll be fun to kind of pick his brains, and hopefully we'll drink some, not hopefully, we will drink some Wayfinder Fest beer, and uh, see if we'll stick around for beer of the week, too. Cool beans. Well, that's next week, and uh, like we said a couple of weeks ago, we are going to focus a lot on trying to get back out and about as we can before the rain hits. Um, Try to get out to the places we've talked to before COVID and just see what's going on. So expect Montevilla, a little bit. Chicha, Occidental, Ruse, Great Notion. Yes. Expect a little bit more focus on t- in terms of uh, promoting other breweries and going places in the next month or so. We'll also have some random episodes in the middle. We got one more, one more box beer to drink. We haven't done a tasting room in a while. We might want to do another interactive tasting room. That I was fun. I think we, from now on, all tasting rooms should be interactive. Um, so that'll be coming up again at some point soon. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, and download wherever you find us. It helps. And I'll see you guys next week. Come towards us. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.